right, welcome back to another episode of hey. Happy Heard. Heard about animals. Thank you, Sam. Um, episode 15, we're going to be talking about cows today, and we have a special guest. Her name is Ellie. Ellie, if you'd like to introduce you, introduce yourself, excuse me. <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm Ellie Lacks, uh, founder of the Gentle Barn Foundation. We are a national organization where we save animals that have nowhere else to go, give them a home with us, and then partner with them to connect people to the love and magic of animals so people can learn about them, fall in love with them, and be better to them. Well, the two of us are already in love with them, so this works out well. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So I didn't get to see, um, so how long have you been doing this in general? Like what made you start it? So the Gentle Barn was my dream since I was seven years old. Um, I was obsessed with the animals. I noticed that the people around me didn't see animals quite the way that I did. And from seven years old, I would tell anyone that would listen that when I grew up, I was gonna have a big place full of animals and I was gonna show the world how beautiful they are. And I couldn't shake the dream, but I had no idea how to start. So I waited for a really long time. And it wasn't until 23 years ago, I discovered a petting zoo I had never seen before. It was full of people and it smelled funny. And I went in just to be nosy. And I ended up feeling sick to my stomach because the animals were not being treated very well there. Running for the door and blocking the exit was a very old goat that stopped me in my tracks, looked me in the eyes, asked me for help, and I ended up bringing her home to my little half acre backyard, healing her. And the feeling of breathing life back into this little goat was so wonderful that I just kept going back to that petting zoo and bringing more and more animals home until I realized, oh my God, I started my dream. And that was 23 years ago. Whoa. See, wow. Wow. Dude, that's, that's pretty much how I, like, how I passion. felt. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, that's pretty much how I felt as a kid. Like, anything and everything I would talk to anyone about animals like any chance I got that's literally how we met so oh yeah I got drunk at a bar and uh talked your ear off about animals and we became best friends that is so wonderful <laughs> so a herd of cows is called or a group of cows is what we call a herd so it is pretty inclusive to the name of our podcast have you heard about animals so have you heard about cows pretty much and on top of that, everyone knows what a cow sounds like, but I'm going to let you hear what a cow sounds like. And here it is. And that was a cow. Don't have a cow, Tyler. As you all just heard, that is what a cow sounds like when they're saying moo. Um, and there's many different reasons why they would make that sound. One is because they're calling for food. Um, another is that they're calling for their baby when they're in distress. But most of the time when the cows have food and they're not removed from each other, they are actually quite silent. But there is a sound that cows make only to their babies. It's a, it's, it sounds like this. <laughs> like it's a low, soft moo. And they only make it to their babies when they're talking to their babies, encouraging them to stand up for the first time, encouraging them to nurse, or they're calling their babies over to them. It's a very specific sound only to their babies. I think that's so cool. It I'm is. I didn't even know that. Cows are the, the cutest animal ever after but, this podcast. So Ellie, could you tell us about the cows that you rescued and their story and their names? Yeah, so we've been rescuing cows for 23 years. Um, my very first cow, her name was Buddha. And I knew that I was going to love her 
but I didn't, I had never had a cow before. I hadn't even met a cow before. Brought her home and very, very soon realized that she was very special. She would lay down on the ground. I would come and lean up against her and she would wrap her neck around me and hold me. And when I was feeling sad, I would cry into her shoulders. When I was feeling tired, I would just rest against her. And she would make me, she would make everything good again. And it was in those hugs that I realized that the world needed to know cow hugs. And so the only rule at the gentle barn for the last 23 years is that when someone comes to the gentle barn, they have to hug a cow. And we've been oh. hugging cows ever since and they make everything good again. So I don't know what exact group of cows you're talking about. Um, so it's the one that rescued themselves. They escaped from a slaughterhouse. Yes. Okay. So there were six cows in St. Louis. Um, they crashed through three fences and ran through the streets of St. Louis for the entire day. Finally, at the end of the day, the authorities finally caught up to them, sent them back to the slaughterhouse. But by then, people were watching this on national news and they were saying, they have to live, they have to live. And so there was a small group of people in St. Louis that actually convinced the owner to release them to a sanctuary and raise their freedom money. And so we're watching this and we're thinking, oh, the cows are going to be fine. Some Midwest or even East Coast sanctuary will come and get them and they'll live happily ever after. But four days went by and nobody came and got those cows. And so finally, the guy announced that he was going to kill them in the morning because he was tired of waiting. And our phone started ringing. People saying, please, please come and get them. Please save their lives. There's no reason for them to die. And so my husband, Jay Weiner, co-founder of The Gentle Barn, got on an airplane, flew through the night, got there in the morning to stop their, their slaughter, brought them to the hospital to be treated, then found a foster home for them. And then I flew to St. Louis to meet them to see what we with what they wanted to do for the rest of their lives, realized that they were so powerful and so smart and they came with a story to share with the world. And so we found a place, a property in St. Louis, started our own GoFundMe to raise the money. Three weeks later, bought this place. And now we have a gentle barn in St. Louis, home nice. to these cows. Yeah, they're amazing, these cows. Yeah. Cows, I, I think cows get a bad rap about being dumb when cows are extremely smart. Like, oh, they're like smarter than dogs. I feel like they they are incredibly smart and they're very uh, empathetic towards humans. They're social. They are. I agree. I think that cows are everything that we should be if we were a fully awake to love. Um, cows are a matriarchal society, which means they're led by the oldest and wisest female who takes care of everybody. Um, the leader is not the leader because they're the strongest. They're the leader because they're the most nurturing and the most caring. Um, they're yeah. vegan, so they hurt nobody. Uh, they meditate every single day. So as well as being busy and taking care of everybody, they always make time every single day to sit in the stillness and the quiet and just breathe and connect to themselves. That's they face so their cool. challenges and their problems head on. They're very, very uh, gentle on the environment. They never hurt the environment as they're walking through a field. Um, they nurse their babies for four or five years. So they're really good mothers and really good family members. Um, and they're 100% inclusive, meaning they don't reject each other because they're different. They include each other, they embrace each other, and they welcome all of us in. All right. So I'm getting a cow. <laughs> Actually, my my wife wants a, uh, oh my gosh, I just forgot the cow's name. It's oh. a Jersey. No, it's a it's the long-haired ones with the horn, little tiny. Oh horn. yeah, from Ireland and yes, Scotland. Yes, yeah, yes. the Scottish cows. They're, I think they're Highlanders. Yes, Highlander. Yeah, 
Highland cows. There we go. Ah, you reminded me. So I would like to talk about cows and what they do to the environment, not cows directly, but what humans do with cows that affect the environment. Yeah, I love that question. So basically cows in nature, you know, if, if people hadn't come on and messed it up and cows were just living in the world, just like the rest of us, cows um, pick the grass so they don't pull the grass out from their roots. So they're very, very gentle on the grass. Their feet are designed to have very soft footprints on mother earth. They, they live, they, they harm nothing and no one. They're beautiful. But what happened was people came in and they decided we want to eat cows. And so now we have these huge big factory farms where there's 20, 30, 40,000 cows in one area. And cows aren't designed to live like that. So it's not the cow's fault. It's the human's fault to take so many cows and put them together in one tiny place. Now that concentration of pee and poop goes down into the water table and it's poisoning the water. That concentration of gas when the cows burp and, and fart go up and destroy the ozone layers. Yep. Um, and that concentration of cows just on the earth, um, when, when ranchers have a lot of cows all together, they're um, destroying fields and rendering fields barren because we are never supposed to have that concentration of animals anywhere. It's not the cow's fault. People are doing that. And so the greatest thing we can do as animal lovers that not only want to protect the cows and the animals, but protect mother earth is to go vegan because then we're not supporting factory farming. We're not supporting that harming the environment and we're not supporting the animals being treated so cruelly and little by little with every single person that goes vegan, we're standing up for those animals. We're protecting mother earth and um, hopefully we can end this craziness. Yeah. And like, so from my point of view, like with cows, I've seen um, a lot of farmers like these aren't like meat farm. The What's the word I'm looking for? They're not ranchers. They don't use the cows for uh, the beef. Um, they're more of uh, the dairy farms. And what they do with their manure, they started doing regenerative farming where they will trap all the manure in a uh, plastic bubble. And with the methane that comes from the manure, they push it back into fertilizer and it helps like regenerate the field where they grow their crops and everything. And I thought that was really cool what they were doing with like their cows. And I was just like, wow, I didn't even know you could do regenerative farming with that. I mean, I think that that is a very clever way to use a waste material from the factory farming and try to do something good with that. Um, But the suffering and the life that those cows live to get the manure to do the regenerative farming is quite unfortunate yeah i don't like that is one thing i don't like about and like sidestep i'm not vegan of course but i do think like if you are going to eat an animal i think they should have the nicest life and the best life they can have and not like i really hate factory farming it is like my biggest pet peeve and i hate it and like i feel like terrible about it when i think about it because no animal should have that suffering before they die. Like every animal serves its purpose. Every plant serves its purpose. And that's the way I believe life is. Everything serves a purpose for something else, whether it be fertilizing the soil. that's why I get my eggs from my friend's chickens in his backyard. Yeah, that helps a lot. I think our purpose is to love. I think our purpose yep. is to evolve to love. I think our purpose is to awaken to the issues that are around us and find ways that we as individuals can do things about it. 
And we tend to think collectively like we don't have power and we can't make change and we can't make a difference. But the truth is that the choices that we make, the food that we eat, the places that we shop, every choice that we make has power behind it. And we as individuals have huge voting powers with our dollars to either vote for peace or pain, vote for kindness or violence. We're always voting. And when we consciously shop and spend our money, then we're always gonna be voting for peace and gentleness and kindness, not for just for people, but for animals and the planet as well. I like that. Yeah, and I totally agree because like I said in previous episodes, like humans were put here on earth, in my opinion, they are the higher intelligence because we have society. I mean, animals have society and whatnot, but humans were put here as the higher intelligence. And with that higher intelligence, they're the shepherds of the world and should be able to speak for animals that don't have a voice. And that's my opinion. Like, you know, we're here for a reason. So protect what we have because we only got one. We only got one planet. And perfect timing because it's Earth Day this week. Just oh, yeah, it to is. Point that out. Um, Wait, I have a question. Oh, go ahead. Is it true that cows have 300 degree vision? Yes. Um, and oh, not cows, man. but horses, cows, goats, sheep, llamas, bunny rabbits. Um, all quote unquote prey animals. Um, and if they only could see in front of them, then it would be very easy for a predator to sneak up behind them and get them. And so um, their pupils are not round like ours, their pupils are horizontal so that when they're looking forward, they can simultaneously see 360 degrees around them. Um, the predator animals like people, uh, birds of prey, um, mountain lions, wolves, you know, such they have, we have round pupils because we are the predator. And so we only need to look in front of us, but the prey animals need to look all the way around themselves so that they have a chance to survive. So our pupils actually look different. It's very, very interesting. Evolution yeah. is wild. Yeah. That's, you can tell a lot in goats with the slants. Yeah. yeah. You can, it's like right there. <laughs> I was going to ask what were the, so the, the six cows that were saved, what do you know their names off the top of your head? Of course <laughs> I'm their mom. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Chico is the leader and he's the one that crashed through three fences and led the boys out to, to, to the Good run for, for lives. Um, and he's amazing. So his, that's Chico, um, Houdini uh, and Chico is all red. He's the biggest and he is completely red, orangey, beautiful, beautiful cow. Um, and he's the best to snuggle with cause he'll lay down and you can cuddle him and it's amazing. Um, then we've got Houdini and Houdini is red with a white face and he's the most curious of the bunch. He wants to lick everything and smell everything and investigate everything. And he's super, super curious. Then we've got Rue, who is also orange and looks just like Chico, but just a little bit smaller, but his energy is completely different. He's not old and wise like a sage, like Chico. He's young and playful and rambunctious and likes to jump up in the air and kick out his heels. And he's like a little boy and he's adorable. And when we call them for cookies, Rue is always the first one to get to the <laughs> cookie. He's a little cookie monster. Me and Rue are similar. And then we've got Johnny Cash. And Johnny Cash took the longest to trust us. But now that he does trust us, he's the sweetest. So, so sweet. And then we've got Eddie, who is black, um, but he's got like white markings on his, the sides of his faces. And he's very, very handsome and very sweet. And um, Eddie spends his day yelling at our staff to bring more food. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's me. I just want to say, love the Johnny Cash name. 
I'm in Sacramento and we love Johnny Cash here. Nice. Uh, funny, funny thing is my niece's name is Rory, but we call her Rue. And she actually listens to the podcast. So she is going to be extremely excited to hear that a cow is named after her. Hi, Rue. <laughs> she, she loves all the guests that come on and talk about the animals. So it's cute. So Sam, you said you had some uh, question, facts. Questions. Okay. I, I read that they make up to 125 pounds of saliva a day. Is that true? Are they really that drooly? I have never measured it, but yes, they are very, very Oh, drooly. man. <laughs> they drool, especially when they're eating cookies. Um, they also lick each other to show affection. So they're very, very, very affectionate with each other, like big puppy dogs. Yep. Oh, so cute. <laughs> and then they like to day. swim too, right? So like, do they get like swim time on the sanctuary or like... Yeah. So um, when we rescued the St. Louis six, we brought them to a foster home that had a huge lake, huge, huge lake. And they would go into the middle of the lake till the only thing that was poking out was their noses. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. They looked like giant, like hippopotamuses. They just like waded around the lake the entire summer. So when we chose the gentle barn property in St. Louis, we specifically bought one with a pond because we knew how much the boys loved water. But then when we were building the property and preparing it for the boys, we had um, a conservationist come and look at the property and make sure we didn't have any poisonous grasses or weeds or trees, just kind of okay it for um, the cows and our guests. And, and they said that we couldn't give the pond to the boys because the boys would pee and poop in the pond and it would kill uh, turtles and the frogs and the fish and like all the beautiful animals that were living in the pond. And yeah. so ironically, we bought the property because it had a pond for the boys, but now we can't let the boys swim in it. So bad, oh. I know. Oh, they'll be okay though. They're cute enough. At least they can look at the pond with their 300 <laughs> degree vision. Yeah. <laughs> I know they don't sleep a lot. You know, cows and sheep and goats and horses and llamas, they are very unlike us in that, you know, us and chickens and pigs, we go to sleep and we stay asleep until the morning light. Conversely, cows, sheep and goats and horses and llamas, they don't sleep through the night like we do. They'll take like a two, three hour nap and then they'll get up and eat and poop and drink and play. And then they'll go back down for another two hour nap. So they kind of sleep and awake all through the day and all through the night. That's actually uh, how Albert Einstein lived. He would just have little bursts of sleep because I guess yep. technically that's more conducive to humans, but. And uh, what's his name? Wow. Uh, Thomas Edison did do. Um, I was going to ask about the kids too. So a baby cow is called a calf, correct? Yep. I don't, I, sadly, I, also I don't read know. that female cows are called heifers until they have their first baby and then they're called cows. Yeah. So there's a bunch of terminology that's used to talk about cows. Um, so just like you said, a heifer is a cow that's never had a baby. A cow is a female that's had babies before. A steer is a male neutered cow that cannot have babies. And a bull is a non-neutered cow that can procreate and have babies. But here's the thing. Those terms are used to put economic value onto the cows oh. because it lets the ranchers know, okay, this is a heifer. She could have a long breeding life, but because she's never had a baby you know, she could also be infertile. So they're taking a risk or a cow because they've had babies before are proven to be good producers. And so they might get a cow to breed um, a steer because they can't 
have babies because they're neutered, they're only good, unfortunately, to kill for meat. And then bulls, they can keep around to impregnate the females to create more babies. So at the gentle barn, we don't care about economic value. Um, to us at the gentle barn, all animals are our babies and our family. And so we actually don't use those terms because those terms suggest an economic value and it suggests that we're using them for our benefit. And that's not what happens at the gentle barn. So at the gentle barn, we actually just call them all cows, male or female. You learn something new every day. I kind of, mm-hmm. I did not know. I, I mean, I figured, but I also did not know about the economic value, but that makes a lot of sense. You learn something new every day. Learn something new about cows. Yeah. So in the world at large, cows are a product and they're used to make money uh, for people to use for our own benefit. At the gentle barn, cows are our greatest teachers, our best friends um, and our family. And so through the gentle barn and through people coming to meet the cows at the gentle barn and learn their stories and learn their personalities. We're trying to change the world a little bit where people can start seeing cows for the things that they have to teach us and the way that they love us as opposed to the normal things that the world uses them for. And I I mean, I wish more people would think about animals that way, but sadly, most people just see animals as a materialistic value for humanity. Lame. And I could go all day about like animals and everything and how they should be treated just like humans. Like in India, they are treated as senti- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sentient beings. Yep. Sentient beings. And they are, they have their own rights. You can't touch They're them. Sacred. Well, that's why I like India when it comes to their animals, you can't touch them. You can't do anything to them. You go to jail for a long time. If you do touch them. Now I must meet a cow. I've met a cow. I've been so- trying. <laughs> I happen to believe that everyone in the world needs to have a cow. Can you imagine if every single one of us had our own cow, would be able to hug them when we're sad or feeling lonely. They would give us hope and nurturing. You can't have a bad day after hugging a cow. So if everybody had a cow to love on, we would have world peace. Yeah, my my wife really loves cows. It's like her favorite thing in the world. That's my cow substitute. They're so beautiful. Thank goodness for our animals and the way they love us. I uh, do intend on having a small farm when I'm older. I want to get one cow, maybe two, so that has a buddy, some chickens, a goat or two, nothing crazy, but animals. Let's look up some fun facts. I feel like I was given the fun facts. I'm just saying more fun facts. I found. I know. I know that they can't see the color red, which is ironic because you know, the no, they no, they can't see red. They can't see red. They can't. They can. I read they can't. They can't see red or green. I'm looking at the facts. Cows can see color. They can even see red. You gotta. You gotta let us know the facts. Oh, I don't know about this whole color thing, but I have some really fun facts about cows. Let's so hear them. first of all, um, they lose their baby teeth just like we do. Did you guys know that? I think. That's so cute. So um, here at our California location, we have a cow named John Lewis, and he's a year and a half old, and he just lost his very first baby tooth right here on the bottom front. And it's so cute, and he has a space. And we couldn't find the tooth, um, but he still got cookies under his pillow from the tooth fairy. <laughs> oh, perfect. That he is probably so ate cute. It. Um, another fun fact about cows is they play by bonking heads with each other because they don't have hands to wrestle (laughs) and they don't have, you know, mouths like a dog to wrestle. And so the way they interact with each other when they're playing is by bonking heads. Um, 
And um, they also settle disputes that way. And they also kind of discipline the young ones that way. Like a matriarch will put her head against the head of a um, someone she's trying to discipline and she'll kind of push them in the corner and she'll be like, you stay in the corner and think what you've done. I'm out. <laughs> there, there, is, there is one video I saw like the lady, she, I think she just, I think it was a rescue farm and they had a baby cow there or a calf. And he was just hopping around like a dog would, like having a good old time. And all you hear is the the lady that's filming, uh-oh, mama's here. And the mom's head just pokes around the corner and the cow like looks, the calf looks at her and she's like, and just walks off. <laughs> it's like my, I was like, if that's not the most mom thing I've ever seen in my life. You know, I have one funny cow story experience now that I'm thinking about it. When I was a little kid, we went to Virginia to visit like family that was over there and we were out metal detecting because it was very close to like old battlefields and all of a sudden we looked up and it was just like a giant herd of cows just walking towards us and we were like uh what do we do they seemed mad and so then my uncle puts me on his shoulders he's like just look really big and I'm like I don't think I don't think that deters them but now that I think about it, now that I know, um, they're extremely gentle and probably wouldn't have done anything to us. But it was a little scary when you're like four feet tall, though, and there's like these massive cows just kind of barreling in on you. <laughs> I mean, I think cows are what pretty curious animals. They just like yeah. to know what's going on. They're probably like, like what's you? that metal detector? Yeah. Um, another fun fact about cows, they love music. Oh, yeah. I did know that. I love yeah. uh, it's so cute to see them like like there's a person like playing a violin and all the cows like came up and they're just like, oh, who are you? Now I'm starting to think I might be a cow. <laughs> might be. You might be your spirit animal. All right. Let me check the time because apparently this, if you don't upgrade, you only have a certain amount of time. It says eight minutes. Um, do we want to do any more fun facts? Anything off the top of your head that you want the kids to know at home about cows? Um. I would just like to say that cows are a million times more intelligent, more affectionate, and more wonderful than we could possibly realize. Uh, they're kept in a certain way in our world. And so they don't look like they're full of personality because they're scared. Um, but when cows live at sanctuary, like at the gentle barn, and they feel safe, and they feel seen, and they feel heard, and they feel respected, then you can really see their personalities blossom. And they have very, very different personalities, just like we all do. Some are playful, some are more wise and zen, some are more nurturing, uh, some love to eat, some love to play. Um, baby cows are all very, very active. They love to jump up and kick their heels and run around and explore. They don't have hands. And so the way they touch things is with their mouths. So they're always putting things in their mouths, just like we do. Um, and the way that they show affection for one another is by licking each other. And they love us too. And so they'll lick us as well. So I would invite anyone that's listening to find a gentle barn near you. We're located in Santa Clarita, California, which is 30 minutes north of Los Angeles. We're located in St. Louis, Missouri and Nashville, Tennessee. Please bring your families and come out to a gentle barn near you. Come and hug a cow, hold a chicken, cuddle a turkey, give a pig a tummy rub, and realize that there's so much more to these animals than our society talks about. They are rich in personality. They have so much to teach us, um, and they're heroes. So come and meet our animals and fall more deeply in love with them than you ever thought possible. If you can't find a gentle barn near you, you can follow us on social media. You can follow the gentle barn on Instagram, Facebook, 
Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube, and fall in love with the animals that way until you can come and visit. And, and we if will you really want to. Sorry, if you want to learn even more about the gentle barn and animals, you can read my book, My Gentle Barn: Creating a Sanctuary Where Animals Heal and Children Learn to Hope that talks about my very first cow Buddha and all the people that she healed and all the hugs she gave and all the animals that were in the first 10 years of the gentle barn. And what I was going to say is we're going to put the social media links for the gentle barn in the uh, bio for the episode. So you guys can click that easier, but they are the on whole TikTok. message. The whole message of this whole episode is have you hugged a cow today? Yeah, I'm going to put that at the beginning. That's a good one. Have you hugged a cow today? I think you should. I am 1000% planning to stop by in June because I'm driving to Disneyland. So we're just gonna be passing right through there anyway. Nice. Can't wait to have you. Please come. You'll love it. I've be sure to, been trying. To be sure to let cow. me know so I can email them. Um, but okay. I'll give the email to them or give the email to you as well. Um, but I think Ellie summed up the episode pretty well. And I think we can close out the episode. I don't think I can top that with what she said. So this we're going to end awesome. that. <laughs> I learned so much today about cows, more than I could read on the internet. So, and be sure if you guys are listening, kids are listening, just be sure treat animals nicely, treat them as you would want to be treated because they are, in my opinion, they are people too, in my eyes. So, in everyone's eyes, they should be people too. Yep. Spread so, love and joy too. If you can, donate to your local sanctuaries, go visit your local sanctuaries, help them out. Or just talk about it. Tell your friends about how important animals are to our environment and how we need to treat them nicely. Yep. So we're going to finish up this episode. And thank you for stopping by, Ellie. We really appreciate you coming by and teaching us about cows today. Thank you so much for having me. All right, guys. This finishes up our episode. We will see you around. Have a good one. Bye. Have You Heard About Animals, the educational podcast, was written and created by Sam and Tyler. Music was created by Sam, editing done by Alpha Kappa, and artwork done by Sin Mall. 